Hi friends, welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp. I'm an ex-tech consultant turned career coach, podcaster, and speaker, helping Christians discern their unique calling and create a career that's aligned with it, so you could be as faithful and impactful as possible with the decades of work ahead. Here at Answer the Call, we gather around a new topic each Tuesday to help you gain clarity and confidence on what you're specifically called to do with your career and uh, smart strategies to help you get there. (laughs) So this week, I'm excited to just have more of a brief, casual, just like, I don't know, free-flowing conversation about something that I think is really important um, regarding a topic and a struggle I hear people bringing up a lot, which generally speaking is usually just the, I don't know what I want to do, which, yeah, that's obviously the first thing that most people throw at me. Um, But one of the pieces to answering that question or resolving that problem of not knowing what to do is actually just serving up the truth that I have observed time and time again over the years, not just as in the time I've been a career coach, but just having really meaningful conversations with friends from college to early adulthood to now. um, I've just observed that the truth most of the time is that honestly, you do know what you want to do. You just won't give yourself permission to consider it as a viable option. You won't give yourself permission to go after it because you think it's crazy. Um, Most of the time, for one of two reasons, because you either don't think you're qualified to do that thing that you would really love to do, um, or you honestly just don't think it's an option because it doesn't pay enough, or there's other things that seem like too much of a sacrifice. Um, But I think that so many of the emotions that prop up that feeling that you, no, you can't do that. That's like, come on, that's not an option. Like you can't be a, what what did I want to be as a kid? Like, I feel like me and everybody else wanted to be a um, one of the orca trainers at SeaWorld, I guess, before Blackfish came out. <laughs> anyway, that documentary. But um, anything, like anything that you really want to do, I feel like, and that, that was a silly option. I know that there's more viable options that you're probably considering, but hey, no hate to the orca trainers. Or should I should I throw hate at that? Because isn't it unethical? Anyway, uh, I'm getting off on a tangent. But um, I I think that we just hold up values that really aren't our own. Like, I know one thing that people mention that's so helpful is to, I, I'm pretty sure that Bethany, uh, Bethany now Wheeler, then Joseph, when we recorded our second episode of this podcast, um, she mentioned it's really helpful to think about your eulogy values, not just your your, what did she say? Resume values. Like what will you, I don't mean to be cheesy, but honestly, what will you care about at the end of your life? (laughs) I think that's a very worthy question to consider. So with the, I'm going to address the, I'm not qualified fear that keeps you from acknowledging what you really might have a niggling sense is what you really want to do. But just with the second thing of like, oh, that's not a real job. Like I can't, I can't do that or it doesn't pay enough or I can't, I don't know, for whatever reason, 
think about what are you just not willing to give up to make it a real job? I I mean, also, I just feel like with an entrepreneurial spirit and a can-do attitude, you can make anything work. Like, it's not how many resources you have, it's how resourceful you are. And like, I don't know. I just think that we live in the age of opportunity where you could really make things happen. But if you're kind of nestling into believing into the in the fear and that that's not a real option, what are the things that make you believe it's not a real option? It's probably the things that you're too scared to give up, aka money, salary, benefits, whatever, all of that. Which I'm not saying that you should assume that you are going to be poor doing something that you really like. I I go back to, I think that you could be inventive and study how other people have really made it work um, and seek those people out and get their advice or at least study their career from afar. And I think that you could emulate it. And I think that you can earn more money than you think doing most anything. But anyway, that's probably another lesson wrapped up in a few other podcast episodes I want to do. But um, if the reality is that you're not letting yourself consider that option that you would really like to go after because of a salary drop, just seriously ask yourself, is that 20k or whatever it is, salary difference for the next one, two, three, whatever years worth potentially getting to the end of your life and feeling like it was wasted. Like I'm not recommending that you fear anything, but just if you're anything like me and what I feel like all the studies of what people care about at the end of their life say, like it seems like we should more so fear wasting our life than for a a period of our life wasting earning potential. Like I I just feel like <laughs> that that seems like the the truth of how to create live a life that's really meaningful, but it it could seem like that's a stupid thing to do when you're caught up into the in the day to day of being so gripped by like the golden handcuffs <laughs> of a really cushy job that you actually don't like and it's wasting other talents that you have or passions that you want to pursue um but yeah I I mean maybe just check in with yourself like what would you want to do with that money that you might be giving up when trying to go for a new career endeavor like would it probably be wanting to get into a house sooner or buy something super nice but like at the end of your life are you going to think man I really wish I bought that house (laughs) or are you going to be caught up with the thought of of the in the end of your days of like I I wish I did something incredible with my life and instead of thinking like another one I know people I freaked out about is like what about health insurance my company provides like such great packages am I going to get to the end of my days like in how many I don't know like 50 60 whatever years and think oh I really wish I stuck with that low deductible plan that my company provided or am I just going to think uh, did I do the most the best I could with the opportunities I had or did I make 
as much of an impact as I could with what I was entrusted with to work with. Um, I just think that those are the questions that I don't know. I just am a firm believer that they're not stupid. They're not like really dumb, wistful thoughts that millennials like to ponder. I, I think that they're worthwhile. Call me crazy. But, um, but I've seen them pay off time and time again in my life in leading with those questions um, and in the lives of my clients and in the lives of the people I truly admire and the people that I see that are older and they really look satisfied with what they did and with what they're doing. Like it seems like they're leading with those questions. So if you are grappling with that, oh, I really don't know what I want to do, just be honest with yourself for a second. Do you know? Do you really know? I think you might know what you want to do. You're just probably not willing to admit it to yourself because you're not willing to give yourself permission to see it as a viable option or to pursue it, maybe because of what you perceive you might have to sacrifice or because, like what I said, um, you don't think that you're qualified or you don't think that you're worthy of going after that opportunity. Um, and for that, it's like it, with the qualified bit, I'll move on to that now. Um, one, if you feel like, um, I could never, um, like pivot, make a big industry pivot like that. Um, I, I would recommend going back to episode 26 that I, in which I interviewed Carly Hicks, who talks about how she got into the film industry in New York and LA, despite majoring in business in a public university in Texas. So, I mean, I, I felt like what she had to share was so valuable, um, like extremely impactful for those of you who are wishing that you could make an industry leap or um, do something that seems really different. And you think, oh my gosh, it looks like on LinkedIn and indeed I'm only qualified for like basically the same job that I'm doing now. Um, I would definitely give that episode a listen. And um, also like the underlying struggle here is really a personal limiting belief that like you're not good enough or you're not qualified. And if that's what's going on, which for men, like vast majority of people that has something to do with what's going on, go ahead and go back and listen to episode 19 in which I talk about the four types of limiting beliefs and how to break through them. Hugely, hugely impactful definitely a must listen. But for this episode, though, I want to challenge you with a few pieces of food for thought on um, how to get your way into the perfect job, especially in the bit about overcoming this I'm not qualified thought. Um, so first, I, I, I want to bring up two things I would recommend doing to overcome the fear of not being qualified. One is that most of the time, it is not a qualification issue. It is a communication or personal marketing issue <laughs> in terms of going after a job and not getting it. Um, or, you're, I mean, honestly, most people who don't feel like they're qualified don't even go after the job. They don't even give it a shot. But um, I, and it also might be another issue. It might be an issue with the hiring company listing way too many requirements on their job postings and their job positions. 
uh, that for positions that really don't warrant all of those requirements. So it's really from both ends. I think that LinkedIn job postings, Indeed job postings, whatever, can be really obnoxious in the qualifications and requirements that they list. And I think that stops a lot of really great people from applying, although I understand why they do it, because otherwise they'll get flooded with all these people that don't really seem like a good fit. Um, but the missing link here is learning how to communicate yourself as the best candidate for the job. Position yourself as the solution to the hiring manager's need to fill that position. Because just like you're a person who wants that job, they're a person that wants a great person in it. So um, I think that seeing yourself and positioning yourself as like, a gracious solution. I don't know. It's an attitude shift that I think does really well for people. Um, not in like a cocky way, more like a compassionate way. But um, again, I would go back to the episode I did with Carly, as well as the episode I did with Megan Stone on how to position yourself as an excellent candidate, um, even when you feel like an under underdog, um, specifically in Megan's case, she was speaking from like how to position yourself if you had um, the taboo of like a couple job hops <laughs> on your resume, like short stints at different jobs. Um, you can still, even if you feel like by today's standard of like, we all need to have pristine, incredible resumes that are just perfect for the job. Like you can still communicate yourself in a way that bridges that gap and it shows that hey, you should be considered. So um, in this, I just don't want you to assume that you aren't qualified. Just learn how to communicate yourself as qualified. Um, so here's what I want you to do practically to um, start learning how to communicate yourself better. So just to kick off this endeavor of going out there and positioning yourself as qualified, start by typing out the first things that come to mind, like no pressure, just like let yourself have stream of consciousness, just like word vomit, but except type it out into like a Google doc or something. And I want you to list out at least 10 reasons why you would be an asset to this team and why you would be incredible at this job that you are considering and that you would really want. Um, even if it seems crazy and way out there and like, oh, well, how could I ever get a job like that? Just like suspend disbelief for a minute, just like humor yourself. Okay. And just think what if, and sit down. And even if it's really painful at first, like, oh, there's just no way, Kelsey, there is a way just <laughs> sit down and list out 10 reasons why you are actually incredible for this job. And before long, I promise, you are not going to believe me right now, but I promise that you will get in the flow and you will be like, oh, wait, oh, wait, I, I definitely have things to offer. And I am actually more than willing to bet that by the end of it, you'll probably want to list 15 or 20 options, um, but just make yourself at least start with that 10. Or if that's intimidating, start with five. Um, but by doing this, you are going to get your creative juices flowing and amp up the belief in yourself to see that you really are such a great person to serve in this position that you have a heart for. 
Um, and also what you wrote, like you could refine that and use parts of that in your application. This is, and your cover letter, if you probably have to write one of those, this is a great um, pump up exercise to do before you have to go into the dreaded like writing cover letters or whatever. This is going to help so much um, and really change your personal belief. Like I've done exercises like this where I had to go up to like 50 or a hundred options to change my belief on something. But after I did that, I literally never struggled with that again, ever, like ever for specific things. I'm not talking about like writing 150 reasons why I'm the shiz. And then all of a sudden I'm like this arrogant, horrible person. I'm talking about specific things that I knew I really wanted and I wanted to go after or a, a hurtful belief that I just really didn't want to carry about myself anymore. And I went through the exercise of writing out all these reasons why the opposite was true. Um, so definitely encourage you to do that. Um, and then uh, two, I, on a practical note, want you to write out what exactly would it take to become qualified instead of just letting the vague overwhelming sense of like oh I'm not like not good enough for this job um overwhelm you yeah like what exactly specifically and at the minimum level would it take for you to be qualified for this position and I don't want you to just take that from let's say if you're looking at a job posting, don't just take that from the job posting itself. Uh, talk to someone who actually got a job similar to that or that job before, what, however it works, um, and ask them, like, what are the minimum things that are required? Or you could even just stalk from afar, look at people's LinkedIn, and I'm like, oh, wait, they got that job that I wanted? Oh, they they actually did all kinds of random things before they got that job wow, like I might have a shot. Um, so I would just get creative with that and really search like what, what's really required? What do they, what do the, they need? And then with a heart of service, not arrogance, like look at how you are able and willing to fill that need in terms of qualifications. I mean, maybe qualifications are just an intimidating, maybe that's an intimidating word. You could just think of it as what do they really need and how can I serve that? Um, that might really help alleviate um, just clamping up and being like, oh, no, I, I can't do this. That's not a real option. I, I, and going back to the, I don't know what I want to do because everything you want seems like it can't happen. So, um, yeah, that uh, that is, hmm. I think I, I covered <laughs> that one camp of like, if you can honestly take a look inward and say, you know, I have had thoughts about that, that one job or like these few jobs so often, like throughout my life, but I just haven't let myself pursue it. Then I really think that most of what I said probably genuinely applies. <laughs> like you might really know you're just not willing to admit it to yourself. But for those of you who honestly are still at this point in the episode and you're like, no, Kelsey, I I don't have a giving myself permission problem. I just genuinely don't know what I want to do. Then that's okay as well. I, I have a few ideas for you. So if it is not the case that you um, have thoroughly reviewed what you want and the 
options you're really interested in and examined yourself like where are your daydreams going constantly um and you're like oh no i i mean genuinely i i don't i don't have daydreams i don't know what i'm doing then here's some things that you can do to generate some really incredible options that you're genuinely excited about um because most people really don't have trouble just like following the logical path like you just look at I don't know uh how your skills are transferable to some other industry and you get some other business job corporate job I don't know something in the same industry but just a little different or you make an internal transfer in the company or you I don't know I don't often recommend this but go back to school Um, just because I don't often think it's necessary um, to get educational qualifications. Most of the time, it's just like get experience (laughs) and the bridge to getting that experience and internships and side hustles and a new job or whatever is really just communicating yourself. Um, But anyway, tangent. Um, But, um, oh, shoot, where was I going? Um, I think that if you... Really, oh, what I was saying, uh, thanks for hanging in there. I'm not going to cut that out. (laughs) Uh, Because this is just, like I said, a free-flowing chat that I I hope. And I I know it's really going to be helpful to you guys. So um, if you, what I was saying was I, um, I know that most people don't have trouble with like the logical linear path and looking up logical options that they might be able to get into that are different from what they're doing already because they want out. Um, so what I'll speak to here and now is the the really exciting options, the the dream job options, finding something that you really connect with and would be worth going after. Here's an exercise that I I found really helpful. And I wouldn't call it an exercise or a tactic at the time. It's just what my brain came up with and what really ended up helping um, was that when I was stuck in a position of like really not liking my corporate job and wondering, I have no idea what to do. And I looked at all the logical linear options and I was like, "Mm, I have tried to make myself want those two. And I I just, I can't. Um, then I started looking at like, well, okay, if the world really is my oyster and I want to consider something crazy and, uh, really, really something that I love and I'm so excited about, then in dreamland, the options got real overwhelming. And then I was like, whoa, spiral. I don't know what I want to do with all this. Here is what I did that really, really helped me. So, um, I looked into TED Talks. Like I watched TED Talks specifically all the time. Um, And I listened to the podcasts like How I Built This. I listened to Girl Boss. And for the longest time, I was just doing that. Like I've personally done that forever. But I was engrossed with it more and more when I found myself thinking, oh, I want something different, but I don't know what to do. Because I, I think I was really seeking inspiration, like w- all of these cool stories of what people did with their career. Like, what are they doing now? That's so cool. How did they do it? I was so fascinated by that. And that that is a real helpful exercise. <laughs> I know it's just like entertainment for most people, but seriously, look into all those things or um, search out other avenues that really inspire you and observe uh people's careers that you really, really, really admire. Um, And that might sound obvious, but 
then once you do that, once you realize whose career you really admire and it strikes a chord and they seem like a someone who's similar to you and like, wow, I might be good at that. I might love that. I think that the switch here is instead of just looking at these things as useless inspiration or just entertainment, like it goes back to the belief, like give yourself the belief and a chance to actually do something like what those people did. And it might circle back to um, uh, struggling with like, no, but I can't because like uh, they majored in this and they got a job in this and they're way more impressive than me. Circle back to what I said about if, if it's a fear of what you have to sacrifice, go back to what I said before. If it's a fear of I'm not qualified or can't do it, go back to what I said before and like make yourself qualified, whether through while doubling down on your personal beliefs, communicating yourself as a good candidate, but then practically breaking down what is the minimum thing that I would have to do to become qualified and then freaking do it. (laughs) Like just give yourself permission to go after those things. Um, But wow, I got fired up. Um, But if you listen to podcasts like that and watch TED Talks and you're like, oh, I mean, I haven't really super connected with the careers of any of the people I've um, observed. Then like another helpful thing is a lot of people like myself have gotten a lot of inspiration and meaningful help and guidance from going to conferences um, like South by Southwest. That's a huge one here in Austin, um, which people from all over the world come to, which you should come to. Um, (laughs) um, But you don't even have to buy a ticket and come to Austin for South by Southwest. You can even literally just look at the website and the lineup of all the events and the panelists. And it's crazy. And just like look at all the cool topics and what is what are the job titles of those panelists and those speakers and the people doing the demonstrations and all these things. They have a bio listed on the website. How what is their career progression? Which ones excite you the most? Who do you want to stalk? And then go after it, stalk them. (laughs) And um, just give yourself a chance to strategize and see what it would be like to emulate them. And how can you break it down? How can you give yourself a shot at doing what you so admire that they do? Um, And I think that just by giving yourself a shot at trying to do what they're doing, it's going to become more specific. And through trial and error and experiencing new things, it's going to be clearer and clearer all the time, like how you really want to go off in that direction or what you want to do with it or what you're specifically called to do. So um, I really hope that these thoughts that I had to share today were super helpful to you. Um, I do want you to remember that If you are struggling with the, I have no idea what to do, that could be a scary, swirling thought that seems like there's just no ground under it. I want you to plant your feet in the truth that the option, the, I I guess, like incredible job for you that's such a fit, it does exist. Most of the time, the first step to realizing what it is, is realizing, yes, it does exist. Yes, I actually most likely have already started to dream up what it is, but I quickly cut off those dreams because I just didn't think it was possible. And just give yourself permission to start breaking down what would make it possible and then pursuing that. 
Um, and that, my friends, honestly changes a whole lot of things. So I hope that these first steps of what you could do to break through what the biggest roadblocks often are for people grasping on and insisting that they like have no idea what they want to do. Um, I, I just hope that these first steps for breaking through that is, have been really helpful. And I would love to hear what you took away uh, and what was most impactful to you from this episode. So let me know by connecting with me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm loving being on there more and more these days. Um, you can search just Kelsey Kemp and uh, that's me, obviously, and you'll find me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to meet you virtually, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just hope that you'll have the best week. And uh, another resource that I would love to mention that I know has already been helpful to so many is um, understanding what your core values are. That is huge in helping you make decisions for your career that are going to be satisfying in the long term and such a wonderful um, complimentary exercise to go through alongside what I mentioned in this episode. So to get that my full like six page free guide um, with exercises and explanations and everything you need to know about what your core values are, how to find them, how to define them with confidence and how to use them. It's, it could all be found in getting that guide off the first page of my website. Go to Kelsey Kemp, K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-E-M-P uh, dot com. And on the homepage, you can sign up to get the core values guide for free. And I'll also include that link in the show notes for this episode. So um, yeah, with that, love you guys. I am seriously so grateful that I get to do this, that podcasting exists. And it's such a joy to connect with you all. Um, and seriously, such a highlight whenever um, any of you reach out to let me know uh, that anything that was shared was helpful to you guys. So always looking forward to connecting with y'all more. I hope that you have the best week. Bye. Bye.